let's get excited though, because it's still um, what have we got? Just under two hours left of the uh, trade period, the AFL trade period, and one man who's always been in the centre of it, and it's just it's a thrill to have him on the phone, and that's Robbie Durazio. Good evening, Robbie from Connor Sports Management. How are you, mate? Yeah, good boys, good yourself. Yes, good. Oh, no, excited. So two hours left of the trade period, or just under. Tell us, um, what's it like being a, a manager, in, sort of in the in the last sort of week and a half? <laughs> well, this year not as uh, not as hectic and crazy as it usually is, to be honest with you. But um, uh, like rewind a few years ago, you know, we're doing Jake Stringer from the Bulldogs to the Bombers, Dylan Shield from. The Giants to the Bombers. It seems to be a Bombers uh, theme here, not meaning to be, but um, I'm trying to think who else. Dangerfield, we traded from Adelaide to July. You know, there's been a, a bigger trade than what we've probably done this year, but like always, you uh, you sit at the edge of your seat till the last the last minute. I remember one year we traded Marley Williams from Collingwood to North Melbourne, and it literally was the last 30 seconds when Aaron Black went from North to Geelong. The list spot opened up at North Melbourne where Marley was going to Brisbane. Three minutes later, he goes to North. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But um, unfortunately, this year hasn't been as exciting as others. And that's just due to, you know, certain circumstances, list sizes, salary cap and um, all, all, all through COVID. So, um, look, it's exciting and exciting for fans, I'm sure. But um, unfortunately, this year, uh, not much has changed. Robbie, it's was here, mate. How do you handle that? You just explained the Marley Williams situation. How would you handle that, that the player hasn't really gone to where they wanted or where they thought they were going? And and yeah. do you take responsibility as much for that as the clubs? Or Oh, that one there was an interesting one. Obviously, Brisbane at the time, we knew Brisbane and North were interested. We had a commitment from Brisbane, so we were quite excited that he was going to get an opportunity uh, after the Pies had sort of said to explore his options, just trying to remember how it all went down it was a few years ago now, but he wanted to stay in Victoria if anything popped up. So that one was sort of a little win where Marley was fortunate enough to have another another club to, to decide between. So once North Melbourne became available with, as I said, a few minutes to go, it was a, a no-brainer for him. Our job's to get him as many options as he can through trade period if that's what he wants, but... Um, you don't always have options. You know, Adam Chera this year would have had, um, who I manage, had a few options. Um, whereas Luke Dunstan, as a delisted free agent slash unrestricted free agent, didn't really, um, you know, have a plethora of options. So sometimes you get to choose and other times you just got to take what you've got and what's in front of you. Um, it's just the way the, the system works. And is your, your role also through, through the research side of things, like you've, you've got a player like Dunstan and you go, well, we looked at lists here, mate, and here's one that we can sort of attack? Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we try our best. You know, we, um, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong, and hopefully more times right than wrong. But uh, people definitely question when I traded Luke, or uh, as I said, he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's able to go there for nothing. But... Um, Tim Lamb and uh, Simon Goodwin and, and Alan Richardson presented a really strong case as to why they thought Luke could go into their system, how they thought they could improve his game, and that really excited us um, uh, on behalf of Luke. So when we sat down and went through the, the few options that he had, Melbourne definitely... Oop. Are you there? You there? Um, yeah, you yeah, yeah, right yeah, I was just saying, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to always get it right, but you try your best and, and as you said, um, pick the best list that you think your player can play and if it's a player that's not going to walk straight in, can he get in there and, you know, over the pre-season and, and fight his way up? So, um, 
yeah, as I said, you're always trying to let your players stay in the system as long as you can and keep them in a job. Now, I'm a, I'm a North man, and from the outside, it looks like over the next few years, money is uh, going to be flush for North. Would you would you look at that too and think, well, I've got someone that might be interested in, in, in a couple of years, or is, is that too far ahead? Oh, you're always planning like that as well. So you, you look at salary cap room, and the clubs are more planning that than what we are. They can present to us you know, their, their future you know, two, three, five-year plan. Um, and that happens, you know, regularly. So we'll catch up in the new year with majority of the clubs and they'll send, you know, show us what they're looking for and who they might target on our list. You know, we manage around 100-odd players between a few of us at the, at the company. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that money's really an issue. If, the, if a gun player becomes available, clubs usually find a way to make it work. So, um, but look, North Melbourne's got a young, exciting list. I look after Luke Davies, Uniac. Um, who I think is going to be a really you know strong player through that midfield. Very good, uh, yeah. and then you know, yeah. No, very good. And what about? Um, I know you don't probably manage him, but Bobby Hill um, just on Saturday just bobbed up and uh, said, you know, sort of, I want to be traded. Uh, does that is that? Uh, how do you manage that as being so random? Like, like do, do then clubs <laughs> go at him? I mean, it just it just seemed very very odd Quick. that. It, and quick that he just put his hand up and said, "No, I want to go out." Like, would would have they had yeah. um, you know discussions and meetings beforehand about this, or was because that was sort of out of the blue in my eyes? Yeah, and, and and again, you try your best to prepare as much as you can, and you don't know what what's going to be thrown at you. In the end, they're um, these boys and girls are are human, and and things change, you know, at the drop of a hat. Uh, but that one there, I personally would be, you know pretty disappointed if a player came to me with three days to go in trade period and said he wanted to get to a to a, to a state and then actually nominate a club. I feel sorry for his manager at the minute, who I know well and does a great job, Colin Young and, and Andrew McDougall. Um, so look, you try you try to educate your players and say, you know, if you have a, if you have a desire to get home or, or go for trade, can you let me know with more than three days to go? That's for sure, Jack. So that was that was random. Like he didn't you you would know that he wasn't thinking about it last Wednesday. Oh, I can only go on face value and yeah. what you hear. And apparently, a month ago, he said he was happy and was looking to extend a contract. So, um, <laughs> like you, I'm only rare. Yeah. And Robbie, what about your background? I mean, I, I know it sounds like a pretty exciting business to be in, and you, we've obviously seen the movie "Show Me the Money" and all that. But what about your background? Because a lot of footballers seem to uh, have come across into the player management. My background, uh, mate. I did journalism, so I actually did um, work for Craig Hutchison about ten, oh, twelve years ago now, and. Uh, Absolutely hated it in the end. Hated uh, having to put microphones on the people's mouths when they didn't want to talk. And um, I decided to go down the other path of probably being the other side of the fence. But um, like full credit to the journalists and the job they do. But um, unfortunately, it probably wasn't my no. my cup of tea. And um, I'm very happy being this side of the fence and probably looking after them rather than trying to find out you know the the, the goss and the dirt uh, on them. So look, great. It's a great industry. It's exciting. It's very hard to get into. Um, I think the agents are improving every year and the responsibilities that that we have on behalf of the players. But yeah, look, it's a great industry, and um, you got to know your footy. You got to be well, you know, well drilled in regulation. It changes all the time. Uh, Robbie, when you, you mentioned there about being on the other side of things because of the journalism, you sort of 
Sometimes they're attacking players more than not. Um, in your role, do you want to do more? And I'll go to say uh, Jaden Stevenson when he went through his troubles. Did yep. you want to do more or are you like sort of the old organisation I used to work for, the police force, if something bad happened, we kind of just let it run its course quickly in the news because tomorrow's a new news day. Do you want to do more or you just try and sort of sit off not to make it a bigger story? You try You try to... Edu- I, I personally like to do things behind the, you know, behind the, behind the uh, scenes. So education, you know, is a big part. I remember Jaden, he was a young kid, he was learning, you know. In the end, you've got to remember, again, they're young, they're young yeah. kids, they're, they're, um, they're thrill, you know, they're thrill seekers, they, they'll challenge the norm. So not everybody's going to be Chris Judd and, and squeaky clean. So um, being able to adapt to certain scenarios is a really important part of our job and understanding not everyone's from the same upbringing, the same background, the same schooling, um, you know, the same, uh, uh, you know, whatever's happening at home. So you've always got to be agile and understand that not everyone's the same, but as long as you can learn and teach as, as, as they go and you hope that the footy club works closely with you at the same time. Jaden, Jaden, just going on to Jaden, he's a beautiful boy. He does a lot of yeah. work for charity. He does a lot of work for the community and makes some silly mistakes. But um, oh, I, I was, uh, I was um, yeah. very angry at the way he was treated for a young, just being a young man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, look, to me, they go too yeah. far and there's, there's a bit of a hunt and... And, uh, yeah, for you to be sticking up for him, that's good. It's great. Yeah, no, we try our best. Make sure you look after Jack in there. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, and now, do, you, do you get a bit of a kick, Robbie, when, um, you know, your, your players win awards? Like when Oli Wines wins the Brownlow, um, Track yeah. wins the Norm Smith medal and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Do, you, do you get a bit of a kick uh, when that happens? Oh, you'd be lying if you, if you didn't. It's pretty pretty cool. I think the best night of the year is draft night. Personally, yep. where you see young kids that you've looked after for, you know, 18 months leading into a draft, maybe longer. Yep. And then just those awards to be, you know, to be able to get a FaceTime to Petrarca after the game and he's got both medals on. Um, yep. it's, it's really cool for, for not only myself, but, you know, I've got two two little kids now, five and a two-year-old, who absolutely adore all the players we manage. And um, just that, that my little boy, Hunter, gets to meet Christian and put the Norm Smith on after, you know, when he comes to Melbourne was pretty fun. So... It's a family affair, and um, yeah, we can't do anything without your family. So it's a it's a good yeah. a good part of the business, and um, we really respect and, and love love our players and what they do for for, for us personally. Yeah. Oh, very good. Oh, just last one, uh, Robbie. But um, this year's draft, um, do you have uh, Tyler Sonsi in your group? He is. He is he's in our group. So uh, he's he's yeah, a local. He's up from up here. Yep. He is. He is. Nick Gacia looks after him from our office. So. Um, no, nah, we're really happy with Tyler. He's going to be, I think, if he doesn't go in the top five or six, he'll be the steal of the draft. So, interesting to see how it goes because of his injuries and he hasn't been able to play. So, um, yep. no, nah, he's a, a great, yeah, good local boy where you guys are. So, uh, get around him and um, make sure that everyone follows his career because I think it's going to be a good one. Oh, well, I think so as well. Yep. No, we're all our man here. Very good. Robbie, we'll leave it there, mate. Very Thank good. you so much for your time. Thanks, um, Robbie. It's been great to, um, to, to chat and uh, get the um, latest. Nah, legends. Good boys. See you guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Rob. There we go. Robbie Durazio there from Connor Sports Management.